Hello, dear friends. I'm Colette Correa, your host, and this is the Mighty Warriors Podcast, a podcast dedicated to inspire and encourage you to experience a deeper intimacy with God and to be transformed by His Word in your everyday life. This is episode 22, and we will go over a joyous occasion as well as a painful separation that is inevitable for the story to continue, but all for a great purpose. Welcome to a new episode of the Mighty Warriors Podcast. I'm excited to be here and I hope you are as well. Let me tell you something. Every week, like you, I wonder what the episode is going to be about. I know what the passage we're going to talk about, but I do not know what the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us through the scriptures. And so that gets me very excited and What I hope through these episodes is that there is a coherent flow of the biblical stories that maybe for the first time in your life, you are starting to understand certain things you couldn't understand before. I do love the process of opening the scriptures, reading it, listening to it, and then pausing, reflecting, and waiting for the Lord to speak. And it never fails. He always provides us our manna, the heavenly bread for our spirit to feed on. His word always uplifts us, refreshes us, and strengthens us. Today, we will go over Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 21. Let's read it right now. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about it will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar, the Egyptian, had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance of my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly, because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. 
Early the next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down at a bowshot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as she sat there, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. This passage we just read can be divided into two simple parts. Number one, a joyous occasion. Number two, a painful separation. Let's start with a joyous occasion. The promised son is finally born. Abraham is 100 and Sarah is 90. According to God's will, they name him Isaac and they circumcise him on the eighth day. How awestruck and happy they must have been. In the history of men, there had never been a man of a hundred years old, and especially a woman in her 90s, birthing a child. We know that it was a joyous occasion because Sarah testifies of God's provision and the laughter he brought to her through Isaac. She also expressed all at the miraculous work of God. And here's what she says in verses 6 and 7. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears of this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Sometime later, however, in the midst of another joyous occasion, an unpleasant situation brings about contention and a painful separation. In verse 8 of Genesis chapter 21, when Isaac is weaned, his father Abraham holds a big feast. We do not know how long it took for Isaac to be weaned and how old he is, but when he was weaned, they deemed it was a great occasion for a celebration. But an unpleasant attitude brings about a drastic decision. In verse 9, we read that Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had born to Abraham was mocking. This might have happened before, it might have never happened before, we do not know, but Sarah's drastic reaction leads us to believe that her heart was already boiling over and she makes a demand. Verse 10 says, she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share an inheritance with my son Isaac. 
In other words, she requests that Hagar and Ishmael be banished. Abraham is actually very distressed about her request. And this time, Abraham is not quick to follow Sarah's advice like he did when she had suggested that he sleeps with Hagar so that she could build a family through her. But we see Abraham before God and God tells him that in this case, he ought to listen to her. God confirms once again that it is through Isaac that his descendants will be established. The descendants that God is speaking of is the descendants with whom his covenant promise will be passed on. So the covenant promise will be passed on from Abraham to Isaac and to his descendants. God reassures Abraham, however, that he should not concern himself about Ishmael because he will bless him. He will be blessed by becoming a great nation. Why? Because he is a descendant of Abraham. So the very next day, Abraham gives Hagar and Ishmael water and food and sends them off. From the passage, there seems to be no resistance, but we cannot deny that it was not only a painful separation for Abraham, who was sending his son away, Hagar and Ishmael knew no other family or community, and now they were alone, having to find a new home and a way to fend for themselves. Verse 14 of Genesis 21 says that she went on her way and they wandered in the desert of Beersheba. So why did God allow Hagar and Ishmael to be sent off? Earlier in Genesis chapter 16, God told Hagar to return to her mistress and submit to her. She returned and remained there for 14 years. We have no record of what those 14 years were like. But all we know later on is that from the feast that was made on the occasion of the weaning of Isaac, Sarah felt disrespected by Ishmael and demanded that they be sent off. God allowed Hagar and Ishmael to be sent out because one, he had a different purpose and destiny for each of the boys. And two, he was not going to abandon them. This was the second time that Hagar was finding herself distressed in a desert. The first time, it was 14 years prior when she was pregnant with Ishmael. Now she is with her son. And as they run out of water, she puts him under a bush and walks away, refusing to see him die. But the angel of God meets her in the middle of her sorrow And four things take place that brings reassurance. Number one, he tells her that God has heard Ishmael cry. God is attentive to our sorrow. In fact, a very good passage that illustrates that comes from Psalms chapter 56 verse 8. From the New Living Translation we read, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. Number two, he tells her to pull herself together, take the boy by the hand because of God's promise of making him into a great nation. He reminds her 
of God's word, the very word he had given her 14 years prior. Surely she had no doubt it would come to pass. In her last experience, whatever the Lord had spoken concerning her pregnancy came to pass. Then she also saw how he provided for her mistress Sarah. Number three, he opens her eyes to see a well of water and she proceeds to give Ishmael to drink. Sometimes we can be so down in our sorrow that we miss the obvious that is before us. God opened her eyes to see, meaning he guided her to see that well that was there. But thank God that he remains close to us in our most difficult times. Psalms chapter 34 verse 18 tells us, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Number four, God is with the boy as he grows. God's covenant might have been passed on from Abraham to Isaac for a specific purpose that he had in mind, but God remained with Ishmael as well. He did not abandon him. We read in the first part of Genesis chapter 21 verse 20 that God was with the boy as he grew up. What happened to Ishmael? In Genesis chapter 21 verse 20 in the second part and verse 21 we read, He lived in the desert and became an archer while he was living in the desert of Paran his mother got a wife for him from Egypt. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 17, we read that Ishmael lived 137 years. He breathed his last and died, and he was gathered to his people. The Bible also lists Ishmael's son in Genesis chapter 25, verses 13 through 15. His children are listed as Nibaroth, Kedar, Adbil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jitur, Nafish, and Kedema. What happened to Hagar, Sarah, and Abraham? We have no records in the Bible as to what happened to Hagar after her last encounter with God. Sarah lived until the age of 127, which means that she lived 37 years of the life of her son Isaac. Abraham lived until the age of 175, which means that he lived 75 years of the life of his son Isaac. When Abraham was 140, his son Isaac married at the age of 40. At the age of 60, Isaac became the father of twins, Esau and Jacob. So Abraham was blessed to see his grandchildren grow up up to the age of 14 before he died. There are no records in the Bible as to either Abraham ever saw Ishmael again or any of Ishmael's sons before he died. 
The next time we see Isaac and Ishmael together, it is at their father's funeral. Here's what Genesis chapter 25 verses 7 through 10 says. Abraham lived 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years, and he was gathered to his people. His son Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre, in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite, the field Abraham had bought from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah. This chapter does bring a perspective on life that many of us probably experienced. In life, there are joyous occasions and there are painful circumstances. There is life and there is death. But God's word, God's purpose, remains alive and continues onto the next generation. I'd like to read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, a passage of scripture that reminds us very well that everything that happens on earth is for a reason and within an appointed time and season. It is a great passage for us to read as we now transition from Abraham's journey to Isaac's journey. Here is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Precious Heavenly Father, you speak and you fulfill. We saw through Abraham's journey that none of what you promised him fell to the ground. It all came to pass. Isaac was born in the time that you ordained, and Ishmael was blessed with twelve sons who became rulers of nations. If you were faithful to Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, Ishmael, and Isaac, and many others throughout the scriptures, surely you will be to us. This compels me to pray for the listeners. I pray they would align themselves with you in an intimate, personal relationship. I pray 
They present themselves, spirit, soul, and body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, completely surrendered to you and at your service. I pray that as they submit to you, they not let themselves easily swayed and conformed to the patterns of this world, but that they would be transformed by the renewing of their minds, so they will be able to test and approve what your will is, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. I pray that during their time of waiting on your promises of suffering, that you would help them persevere through because waiting as well as suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Lord, it is also in times of trouble that you are near us, and I pray that the Holy Spirit continue to bring to our remembrance that just as you were with Hagar and Ishmael in the desert, you are with us in all circumstances. You know what each listener is enduring, and I do thank you for drawing near to us and healing the brokenhearted and binding up our wounds. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, Amen. Beloved Mighty Warriors, we have come to the end of our episode. But as usual, I want to encourage you to continue reading the Word throughout the week and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you concerning the things of God. So go over this episode again or the previous episodes and read and meditate because the Word of God is active and living and it continues to bring life within us, refreshing us as well as strengthening us in our faith. I look forward to talking to you again, but until then, take good care of yourself and God bless you. Bye.